0: at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world, and you can become the next big success story. Now, here is your host, Maureen Metcalf.
1: Hi, welcome to Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future. Today, our topic is learning mindsets for leaders, leveraging experience to accelerate development. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf. I'm the founder and CEO of the Innovative Leadership Institute. We help elevate the quality of leadership across the world and work with those leaders to co-create a thriving future. Our work includes assisting leaders in identifying disruptive trends and developing strategies to transform themselves and their organizations to thrive now and in the future. I'm a regular contributor to Forbes. and the lead author on an award-winning book series focusing on innovating how you lead and transforming your organization. I'm also a fellow with the International Leadership Association. I am delighted to have with us on the show today Steve Terrell, PhD. Steve is the president of Aspire Consulting, a management consulting firm that specializes in developing leadership capabilities needed for success. Aspire helps clients turn vision into reality by defining the leadership capabilities needed to successfully execute the strategy and by designing and implementing development solutions that build the required capabilities. Steve is a leading expert on global leadership, learning from experience, and learning mindset. His book, Learning Mindset for Leaders, Leveraging Experience to Accelerate Development, is a widely used resource for leaders and practitioners who want to expand their, debil- their ability to learn from experience. In our current world, businesses are operating in constantly changing environments and leaders are facing situations that they've never dealt with before, and this seems to be at an increasing rate. Having a learning mindset, an attitude that predisposes you to be open to new experiences, to believe you can and will learn, and to intentionally grow and develop from your experiences, and exercising the learning practices are essential to becoming an innovative leader in today's highly chaotic environment. By doing so, leaders can create an ongoing positive cycle Of learning and performance that creates better performance and higher levels of learning and higher levels of organizational success. So Steve, thank you for joining us. Is there anything you want to tell our listeners about yourself before we jump in?
2: Well, thanks, Maureen. Thanks for having me here. Hello, everyone. Uh, Well, about me, I'm I'm a consultant, been in the business for more than 30 years in various kinds of consulting firms, as well as working in the industry, large organizations, and this topic is about my well, kind of a long-term passion, of learning about learning and helping other people learn about learning too, and I'm very excited to be here to talk about it today.
1: Brilliant, thank you, and Steve and I worked together over 20 years ago. So it oh, is, uh, I'm, <laughs> I am delighted to have a long-term colleague uh, on the show. Great to be so, here. So when leaders are faced with fast-changing conditions and challenges in their organization and in the world, what are the critical capabilities they need to respond
2: effectively? Uh, Maureen, I've found that, that, that a lot of people have many, many, very long lists of things, and my experience and my observation is that there's a lot of truth in many of those lists that there's almost nothing you could say that uh, would be uh, out of bounds given a situation. Mm -hmm. But I think that today, uh, because things change so quickly and particularly in in light of our recent disruption to the way that we work and probably how we're going to be uh, working for quite some time, the ability to react quickly, to learn from our experience, be open to experience and mindful and have high degrees of curiosity and ask great questions. So the ability to have a learning mindset is, to me, the critical capability because it's the ability to learn from experience and apply that learning and move on to new experiences that you keep on learning. And it turns into what I I started calling, it's a a virtual cycle. the virtuous cycle of learning and growth from experience.
1: So in our prep call, we talked about the distinction between growth mindset and learning mindset. Can you share a little bit of that with our listeners and particularly not to say we're better than those other people, but learning mindset brings something additional to the growth mindset conversation.
2: Yeah. I think that what I take away from, growth mindset is uh, there's a distinction between believing that you can and will learn and grow and develop and there's a and having a, a belief that you've you've already got it or you've stopped or you, you don't have any ability to further learn. And I've incorporated some of those ideas because they do seem to fit well with how I believe or how I look at learning mindset. But having that belief is only a part of the of the puzzle. So I say growth mindset probably fits into a learning mindset, but it goes, learning mindset goes beyond that and articulates a number of other abilities. And in addition, gives a set of practices that you can take to, to develop your own learning mindset, to ensure that you're learning as much as you possibly can from everyday work experience. And, uh, actually that's, you mentioned the title of this, uh, learning mindset for leaders leveraging experience to accelerate development. It's the title of my book where I explain learning mindset and all of the learning practices. And and it should be a great help to people who want to learn more about it.
1: So I would, I'm just trying to really hit hard on a couple of concepts and I'm thinking of the people who listen to podcasts nonstop or they read books nonstop and they can pull the book off the shelf and point to a thing and say, yeah, it's that. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: for some people, and I, I applaud anyone who's trying to learn. So this is Mm -hmm. not a criticism, but then there is the next step for people who can then take what they read and not recite it, but really integrate it and actually change their mindsets in some cases, and certainly their behaviors. That, and I think that's really what you're pointing to, right, is is that I'm able to reflect on what I've experienced and, and be more effective because
2: of it. Absolutely. I, I think that, that a lot of innovative leadership and innovative learning comes as a result of a learning mindset. And that ability to learn something... Firsthand hand from your own experience comes as a result of being a keen observer of your own uh, Behavior and of the effects of that behavior and how you impact other people reflecting on it and discovering Wow, if I do it this way, I get a so much more result and I'm so much more productive I think I'll keep trying to do it that way. and see what happens. So it's not It's not knowledge Learning is not just knowledge, although they're obviously they're tied together. Knowledge is power, but learning is what creates that power. And and the people who have this learning mindset go on and on and on. And it's about that drive, motivation, willingness to learn from anything and everything. Uh, doing my research to come to the point where I have developed this model, Marina, I talked to a lot of people who talked about having gone into experiences believing that they had all the knowledge they needed because they read all the books and because they listened to all the podcasts and they failed. And that was the big step for them is realizing they have to become humble and and go back to the beginning and think, so what is it that I don't know?
1: And, and that's really the thread I was trying to pull is that while reading and listening and And all of those things that are foundational to to being effective, there is that additional piece of reflecting and grappling with an idea that I read in a book or listen to in a podcast to to pull apart things like growth mindset versus learning mindset. Hopefully people walk away from this and say, I'm going to, for every podcast I listen to, pick one behavior to try to implement in my life. Or something so I can't just talk about it but I do it
2: exactly I I work uh, I do a fair amount of executive coaching and one of the things that I sometimes ask people to do who are having a hard time latching on to behavioral changes to ask them to try to imagine what would someone do who does what you want to do what what, what do they do very very well What are two or three things one or two things and then Try to do something related to that, so that you can start experiencing yourself doing that behavior, and then reflect on it. How did it go? What happened? What are you learning about yourself? And sometimes behavior change comes before uh, ideas and, and, and uh, knowledge. And it's mm-hmm. but you have to recognize that we are all. Our brains are not separate from our bodies and our minds. We're we're engaged in entire body cognition. It's important that we listen to our gut and that we learn from all senses at all times.
1: Thank you. I think that's very helpful. So let's go on then. How does the leadership mindset framework help leaders as a developmental concept?
2: Well, I look at it as a, a framework that lets you think about, Every experience that you have as a potential development opportunity, you know, we unfortunately uh, organizations have created a dependency uh, of leaders on uh, training programs, and so mm-hmm. you're always looking forward to going to the next training program. <laughs> and those training programs may be great; uh, it may result in some some great knowledge and maybe some improvement. However, I'd, my, my opinion is that the 90% of your time that you're working versus the 10, maybe the 10% or less of that time that you're at work doing training, if you don't learn from that 90%, you're wasting the biggest opportunity you have because that's mm-hmm. your classroom. So the learning mindset framework lets you start changing the way you see work as only intended or focused on achieving goals and objectives of projects. It is what I get. What can I learn as I go through achieving this objective?
1: So, so I'm imagining at the end of my day when I did something that I'm not proud of, right? I didn't do it as well as I wished I had, or whatever. Hmm. Instead of beating myself up as I think about that, instead I should say, "Wow, what a great opportunity to do something differently next time."
2: Yeah, what am I do? Uh, what happened as a result of what I did? Uh, what would I do differently next time? I wonder if uh, my my friend who I trust sees things the same way that I do. If I ask them for their observations and feedback, what would they say? How can I take that in? How can I use that to shape my direction and behavior next time around? Beautiful.
1: So... Um Let's go into, and we've only got three minutes left in this segment, and I realize I'm asking you to summarize your doctoral work in three minutes. We can come back after break. (laughs) Um, Describe the research that produced the learning mindset body of work.
2: All right. I did a qualitative research study at George Washington University. The topic was how global leaders develop. And so I interviewed people who were in global leadership roles, and asked them a set of questions uh, that focused on what did you learn that helped make you become effective as a global leader, and how did you gain that learning, not, not knowledge, but that learning, that development? Because I was interested in starting from scratch, not looking at anybody else's leadership model or theory, but going back to the ground and being very naive, having the beginner's mind myself, and saying, what did, how did you do this? So I tried to then analyze their, their comments, and their experiences, and I boiled it down into this learning mindset, which is a precursor to having experience on, on the job that turns into development. And if you don't have that learning mindset, that, that experience is a wasted opportunity.
1: So, so I'm going to repeat back and then we'll go on break and correct whatever I misstate. So okay. I spend 95% of my time working, Wrongly. 5% in training or something like yeah.
0: that, um, mm.
1: depending on how, how well resourced my company is. Yes. A, and if we allocate the, the learning to only the classroom or the coaching hours, we are missing probably on average, 50 hours a week of rich opportunity to learn and grow, assuming that Sorry. most leaders are working more than 50 hours a week.
2: I think you've and, got
1: it. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so by shifting my focus and actually, I mean, if other people think the way I do, they beat themselves up for doing something that... um it's stupid or suboptimal or whatever words you put to it Mm
0: -hmm. by being
1: able to shift and say, wow, what a great opportunity to inquire. How did other people see that? How do they perceive me? Are they as hard on me as I am on myself? How might I change myself, change what I think, change the situation, move to a standing desk, whatever I need to do to get better performance? Yeah, I
2: think that's a very, very, great
1: summary yes thank you so for
2: our listeners, you're you're on on top of this
1: already i'm learning from you um so (laughs) for our listeners i invite you to think about during break where have you beaten yourself up for not meeting your own personal standards and how might you apply this learning mindset concept to really accelerate your own performance and also not do the damage we do by uh, going through the negative mental spiral of of negative self-talk. This is Steve Terrell and Maureen Metcalf, and we are talking about Steve's book called uh, Learning Mindset for Leaders, Leveraging Experience to Accelerate Development. We'll be right back. out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn
0: the innovative leadership institute is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and organization are you ready to innovate and evolve Since its inception, the Innovative Leadership Institute has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with the Innovative Leadership Institute. Visit InnovativeLeadershipInstitute.com today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Innovative Leadership, co-creating our future. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at InnovativeLeadershipInstitute.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to Innovating Leadership, Co-Creating Our Future. You are with Maureen Metcalf and Steve Terrell, and we're talking about Steve's book, learning mindset for leaders, leveraging experience to accelerate development. And as we talked about before the break, if I take advantage of 90% of my time or 98% of the time I spend working to also learn and grow versus the few hours a week I'm actually in any kind of training, coaching, developmental opportunity, I have a lot more time to learn So Steve, what insights have you uncovered from your research and practice about developing as a leader that we can apply either during the COVID era and or I I assume that we are all moving toward more of a digital or online leader development orientation, even outside of the pandemic?
2: Sure. Well, I'd say, Maureen, that uh, even before uh, we had the The gift of uncertainty is what I call it, this disruption. COVID is no gift, but it gave us a gift of uncertainty. And to me, it's a gift because it lets us have to think about our work and our life in a different way than we were before. But even before all that, I've been seeing work as the biggest classroom that we have that we hardly ever take advantage of. Like you just said, 95 or 98% of our time at work, we're working. We're not actively thinking about, <clears throat> about learning or what we could learn from our experience. And that is the big insight, I think, is that the people who I interviewed for the uh, the, the research into how global leaders develop, all were masters of learning from experience. And it wasn't that they had uh, meticulous discipline. Uh, they responded uh, kind of intuitively and adaptively in the moment uh, to Kind of, it was their second nature to, to say, So, what, what can I do to learn more about this? And how, how do I do that? And why am I applying this skill and, and not gaining that skill? So, lots of curiosity. So, the insights are really take advantage of your uh, 40 or 50 hours a week at work and turn it into your classroom. Uh, It will be the ultimate and customization of learning and leadership development for you because it's going to be about you and about your experience, which no one else actually has because learning is socially constructed. It's all individually created through experience.
1: So in the last segment, we're going to talk about very specific recommendations for how to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, let's talk about how can you leverage the virtual online learning platforms to develop or to maximize the true opportunity inherent right now in our remote work. And again, my underlying assumption is uh, I am for many people working now remotely and it is likely that some percentage of our workforce, maybe as high as a half won't go back to a traditional in the office environment. So anyone who wants to be a leader will, will need to have some capacity to learn and develop that isn't involved in an office setting.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I I think it's to me this world is is very familiar because I've been working uh, remotely for years, and uh, I do executive coaching by by phone and on and by video, and it's. Now it just means that everybody that I'm working with is also at home, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm getting to see everybody wearing their T-shirts and unshaven and you know the kids <laughs> running in all that stuff, which is real life and is awesome. And so I I say that my 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 thought there is that online experience based learning and leadership development is going to be the big big trend. Of course, I think there will be technology thrown at it to try to enhance it. But the basic question is, can you engage in experience at work and then process that as you go through that experience and reflect on it and gain new insight and learning? So it's it's much like individual executive coaching uh, is what I would say that this new leadership development world is going to look like working one-to-one with a coach or, or a facilitator. And as well as team coaching. So, I'm actually beginning uh, some practice around having a leader and their team come together on a a, like for an hour uh, or maybe two hours a month, going through us, get us understand what learning mindset is all about. And then, how do we use the learning mindset concepts and practices to make the most of our experience? It could be based on 360 feedback. Uh, or it could just be based on individual or team goals, but uh, the the ground is essentially learning from your first-hand experience.
1: So, would you share? I, I'm not asking for clients, companies, or names, obviously, but can you give us a story from your team coaching? How, <coughs> excuse me, how this has worked remotely? How are you leveraging it, and how are your clients leveraging
2: it? Well, uh, team, team coaching uh, by video, uh, y- you have all of the traditional challenges you have when you do like a Zoom meeting that you have a, Hollywood Squares on your computer screen. And uh, using a pretty straightforward process, not heavy process, but a process of, of discussing a challenge, uh, formulating a set of questions. Uh, and then having the group discuss the answers to the, their their answers to those questions and interpreting it in the in the context of the learning mindset framework or a set of the learning practices. So uh, the, I've developed or identified 10 learning practices. And so a typical framework is we, we have a session that's maybe two or three hours long at the beginning. We go through learning mindset. There are some self-assessments that you can take that are in the book. Uh, to get a sense of am I doing these things, how well am I doing this learning mindset thing. Uh, And then we plot out a a series of uh, monthly or or twice a month uh, group sessions, and each each individual member of the team has a set of assignments that they have to read and practice something during the the coming work week or two or, or four weeks. And we come and report back and say, here's what happened, here's how it went, here's what I learned. Uh, And what you see over time, and this is the goal, we're we're trying to build this virtuous cycle where learning and performance goes continually up and up and up and results go up as well. And that reinforces the whole idea of the learning mindset.
1: And so at least in my experience, and I want to check yours, I've talked to a lot of people who were concerned that those conversations would not be as candid in uh, in an online setting as they are in person. And yet the feedback I'm getting is, and these are for people who've already met each other, not strangers. Yes. But that, that the trust is built so we can work as well in the Hollywood squares, everybody on zoom or whatever platform you're using, mm-hmm, we can work as well remotely and learning is not at all hampered.
2: Uh, my experience is that <clears throat> You, you also have issues of trust, regardless of whether you have an intact work team or you have a group, a team, a so-called team or a group of people who don't work together, right? Mm-hmm. The trust issues are just different, and so uh, you do have to set some ground rules, and you have to have a culture within that team, whether they're an intact team or whether they're a group that only meets for this purpose. But I, my observation is that people are hungry to have genuine. Uh, conversations where where people who who care enough to spend some time helping each other improve, and when they experience that kind of, of uh, authenticity, uh, the mm-hmm. it, it produces a tremendous outcome.
1: We I have been working with a group of advanced leaders. They happen to be from different organizations. Mm-hmm. We started in a classroom. We we went remote during the the COVID. Uh, shelter-in-place time. Mm -hmm. And we were working with some very deep inner issues that that get to what, what are the barriers we experience that keep us from living into and leading into our potential. And when we went online... I experienced, like you, that people are working from home, kids are coming and going. That actually helped build the connection because like, we knew people had kids, but we didn't see them. Exactly, we knew people had spouses, but we didn't see them. Yep. And now we're seeing people in their homes. And that's an, a more intimate space, hopefully not too intimate. And
2: <laughs>
1: even that helped build the, the support system within the learning leadership learning team.
2: Yep, yeah, I think that people are, are open enough and hungry enough for authentic engagement and, and relationships that are positive and helpful, that they break down those barriers of trust. That's obviously not going to be every single time at the ultimate level, but I think it's definitely promising and worth pursuing.
1: So what else can you share with us, especially from your unique research that applies to now this working from home and leadership development in a remote setting? I shouldn't say home necessarily. Some people are probably working from beach houses and cabins in the woods and wherever else mm-hmm. that that enables us to really accelerate even more the learning from our own situations?
2: Well, a a couple of stories uh, come to mind uh, that can help understand maybe the, the, the power of the learning mindset, uh, mindset concept. I interviewed a couple of leaders from Brazil uh, who were working in a pharmaceutical company and they both had an assignment to come to New York city working in the same department. It was, this is a a plum, juicy opportunity, uh, to get visibility, to learn and grow and prove themselves and to make the next step in their career possible. And one of these individuals, uh, had a miserable time. Uh, they, they, uh they did they did everything that their colleague did they all went to the same meetings they all went to dinner together to the same restaurants they had the same kinds of assignments and one of them did not enjoy the experience at all found every every difference of custom uh, and practice to be uh, just uh, an annoying change uh, from what they were comfortable and familiar with and the other uh, was thrilled beyond measure to have the opportunity to discover and explore to satisfy their curiosity about america about american business practices how they could learn to do it the american way and and so as a result uh this positive attitude this intention and willing and desire and willingness to gain something positive uh made one person's experience to be outstanding and 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 amazing and they learned and grew the other person left early and went home uh, completely frustrated and miserable and and believing that it was the worst experience they'd ever had and the only difference is that one of those people went into the experience with the with the idea wow this is really pretty great i'm going to learn something completely new and different and it's going to be uh, hard uh, so that whole attitude of approaching an experience uh, with the the idea that you're going to have a chance to learn something new and different, you, you're, you have a beginner's mind. You, you don't go in there with the idea that you're an expert sent in by corporate to change the world the way that you think they should be changed. So that was a very powerful uh, set of interviews that learning from experience, one person saw it as being positive, exceptionally positive. one person saw it as being very, very negative. And that only difference that I could see was that they approach it with a learning mindset. Same thing applies to us. during, during the COVID, I'm, I'm talking to people who uh, love being sequestered at home and the experience of working from home and others just they miss the social interaction and they're miserable. It's what you make of it, what you derive from it. You know, it's
1: it's interesting. You hit one word or one phrase that I think is worth highlighting again. When we go into something with a learning mindset, it doesn't make it easy. It makes us willing to accept the difficulty.
2: Exactly. That's right. I think uh, another person I interviewed uh, was sent to uh a very dangerous part of south america with his family his wife and small children and it was so risky that he and his family had armed guards with them 24 hours a day seven days a week and so that was highly highly stressful but he came out of the experience uh, having said you know i learned more from that experience than anything i ever Did in my life. And uh, I did it because I decided I was going to learn something positive from this negative experience.
1: You know, I think of uh, just a short story from you and I were both, I think, at the International Leadership Association conference in Brussels. And uh, my travel experience, I was so lost at one point. And I'm looking at my phone and I'm going the wrong direction. So I'm obviously on the train going in the wrong direction. I jump (laughs) off the stop. I left my bag on the plane with my computer. Oh oh no. Um, You know, and it's the things our brains do when we're under stress. Mm -hmm. And so then I had to figure out how to go back to the people in a language. I don't speak. And this is post nine 11. So hoping that my computer doesn't get smashed in some machine that they think it's a bomb, Mm -hmm. Uh, all of that hard, stressful and, it was a great experience, uh, and and I, I'm not sure I'd be any better traveling, speaking, but, um, a language. Well, you know what I learned? I learned that I can navigate, even even the very difficult situations mm-hmm. not beautifully. But I don't die, and, okay, and so I'm willing to try it again.
2: And what does that learning do for you today?
1: I am more willing to step into situations that are uncomfortable than I would have been.
2: Yeah. And so you have a a bit more confidence. You have an experience you can fall back on and draw insight and, and some confidence from, because, Hey, I I did this and that got screwed up, but it worked out. I I managed.
1: Well, and I think that's it. And I'm going to, as we go on break, invite our listeners to think about a time where I screwed up. Did you, where did you do something in a way that isn't to your standards and how? And ask yourself the question Steve just asked me, so what'd you get from that? How did that make you better? We will be right back. This is Maureen Metcalf and our guest is Steve Terrell. We're talking about Steve's new book, Learning Mindset for Leaders, An Experience to Accelerate Development.
0: Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with the Innovative Leadership Institute. Visit InnovativeLeadershipInstitute.com today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Innovative Leadership, co-creating our future. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at InnovativeLeadershipInstitute.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Hi, welcome back to Innovating Leadership, Co-Creating Our Future you are with Maureen Metcalf and Steve Terrell, and we're talking about learning mindset for leaders, leveraging experience to accelerate your development. In the third segment, we're going to talk about practical application of Steve's research. So Steve, why don't you jump into what actions should leaders take to apply the learning mindset model to their own life? You talked about 10 specific steps.
2: Yeah. And, and before we go to those 10 specific steps, I do want to touch on one interesting little thing. Um, I I have a, a comic of Homer Simpson that I use in some of my presentations to talk about learning mindset. And it shows Herman admiring himself in the mirror in the bathroom with a towel wrapped around his waist. And the Herman we all know and love is rather pear shaped and, uh, uh, not not like a, a vision of studliness, but somehow in the mirror, looking back at him is like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> type version of of, of Homer. Uh, we, we all have this vision of ourselves uh, that may or may not match reality. And when it comes to learning mindset, uh, a lot of the reaction I get sometimes is, well, of course I have a learning mindset. I'm, I'm looking in the mirror, I see Arnold, I, I look like that. Uh, ha- however, Uh, these, we all have these uh, blind spots, uh, maybe a little bit uh, uh, not quite accurate self-awareness. And so I think it's important when you start thinking about learning mindset to set aside your your biases and your your beliefs and uh, try to look at it as what can I do to use this to make myself a better, more effective leader, Uh, even if I'm not uh, even if I'm in this COVID time and I'm, at, I'm stuck at home and I'm not seeing anybody, how can you use the time to grow and develop and uh, adopt that beginner's mind? So, um, learning uh, mindset. The leaders that I discovered who did it the best tended to use a set of practices. I call them learning practices, and they're they're basically things that people do when they encounter a situation. Uh, and they don't know that they're going to encounter that situation. They don't know what kind of a learning practice is going to be called on, but they tend to do certain things in reaction to experience. So, um, seeking and using feedback, as an example, understanding your own strengths and development needs, uh, asking questions, etc. So, in the, in the book, we have ten learning practices, and my recommendation, <coughs> excuse me, would be to uh, gain a basic understanding of the model of the learning mindset and the components of it. Uh, respond to the learning uh, mindset survey in the book to get a, do a self assessment. How how effective am I at doing those things? And then start looking at the learning practices to see, in my experience, day to day, where can I use one or more of these things. Uh, as a tool to uh, improve and enhance my learning. So that's kind of the basic framework. So
1: would you give us, and actually, let's make this interactive. All right. Uh, ask me a few of the questions that would be in the survey. Uh, let's All right. see if I have blind spots. If if I say something and you disagree, you can call <laughs> me on it. Uh, and then recommend something that I could do to improve.
2: All right. Uh, So I'm open to new experiences and ideas. And so the scale that I use is zero to five. So strongly disagree on is a zero and strongly agree as a five. Open to new experiences Um, and ideas.
1: Well, so I'm going to give the slightly nuanced answer. I'm open to new experiences. (laughs) And I am not open to, (laughs) or I am less open to new experiences that I that I would find undesirable or uninteresting.
0: Okay,
2: all right. So, so yeah. If we go through, there's 18 items there, and they correspond. There's three three statements corresponding to one of six uh, parts of the learning mindset models. And if you go through this and you you kind of look through, if you're higher in openness to new experiences and ideas, that that's really true of you, then that's a indi- stronger indicator of having a learning mindset. If, you, if you're like, nah, I'm not really very open. Openness to experience is a key a central indicator of having a learning mindset. Uh, that is part of the, uh, the probably the most widely used personality profile or assessment tool in the world, the ocean uh, five factor model. Openness to experience being the O in the ocean. Uh, So you know, you intellectually curious and have broad interests. Would you say that's true of you? Is that strongly agree or strongly okay? I strongly agree. Okay, Uh, receptive and open to change.
1: You know, I think many of us say we are, but again, the truth is, when when I'm sitting by myself, I'm more receptive to the change that I find interesting Mm -hmm. than I am to to the change that someone tells me I need to do something and I, I don't want to do it. So let's put me at a four there.
2: Okay. All right. So we would, you would go through this and at the end you would, you would land in a range of answers that would say, you know, high, medium or low, or uh, you're strong in learning mindset or you're moderate. And then I would give that interpretation would give you some potential actions to review your ratings, to figure out, so am I relatively higher or lower on any one of these dimensions of learning from experience, learning mindset? And that would point you in a direction to go forward from there.
1: So let's assume I'm relatively high and I want to be absolutely a superhero.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'd say then go, go on to the learning practices. Uh, learning practices okay. are actions that you can take to accelerate mm-hmm. your learning from experience and These actions determine whether or not you proactively pursue learning in your day-to-day work life, which is what we talked about, that 95%, or focus only on getting the job done. But leaders who use the learning practices learn significantly more, they learn it faster, and they get better results. That's that whole virtuous cycle of learning and performance. So I'd say look at the learning practices. And there's also a learning practices survey you can complete here. I 10 10 learning practices. You rate yourself. You get a score that says you're, you're better on one of these or another. Now in practice, what I see people liking to do more often than not is looking at a learning practice and saying, you know, I think I could really, I need to do this one better. I already know. So maybe it's, uh, I need to ask better questions. That's one of the items here. Ask great questions and demonstrate curiosity. So how, how, how do you think you might be able to develop in that area if that was you, Maureen?
1: One is making time to do it. Okay. It seems like at the end of each day, I should block even 10 minutes. The time I used to spend driving home, mm-hmm. I spend reflecting on how I did Mm -hmm. and also during a conversation instead of giving my perspective Mm -hmm. asking asking other people what they think first
2: okay great so you got some very practical ideas and i would encourage everything you just said one interesting thing about this is that a lot of these practices uh well, they're, they're interrelated. So I would say this one, ask great questions and demonstrate curiosity is also related to another one listen transformatively. And that's What's very that? deep. It's a very deep kind of listening where you listen to other people with the learning mindset as your filter, you're seeking only to learn, not to judge. You're listening deeply, empathically, intently, And you're trying to understand the motivations and intentions, the deeper purpose of the person you're listening to. And as much as we have studied and learned about listening in the business world over the years, I continually encounter, you know, why do people listen? They listen in order to formulate a response to the other person so they can win the conversation, which is really a sad way to go. (laughs) So. Listening transformatively asks you to put yourself to the side temporarily. uh, Be very mindful and attentive and focused on the other person. And then when the time is right, ask some really great questions to clarify, to deepen the understanding, to further the conversation. So this is
1: counter to how many of us are taught that if we're in a meeting, we're supposed to say something smart, not ask a question because that's how we show our value.
2: Yeah, this is true. And I think that uh, it it is counterintuitive, counter training, counter our belief that we have to show up and add value by saying smart things. Uh, What I'll say is that I've I've seen the the result of that being uh, people who have a have a hard time conducting, engaging with others uh, with who don't want to trust them because they're, they don't believe that they actually are being heard or cared about.
1: You know, you use the word conducting and you have a background in music. And I believe, did you conduct at one point?
2: I have conducted at one point, yeah.
1: And, and so I bring to mind that image of one of the primary people in the symphony is the conductor whose voice isn't heard through an instrument, but whose expertise is seen by, I would equate what the conductor does to curating the questions. So you can hear the voices of the symphony.
2: Exactly. You, you elicit people and their voices to share and their knowledge and, and, their voices so that it's a harmonious outcome. Absolutely.
1: Great. So let's, we've got one more minute to talk about practices.
2: Mm-hmm. What
1: other practice do you want our listeners to take away? So this is like, if you do nothing else, do this one thing.
2: I consistently get a lot of uh, positive reactions to people wanting to learn much more about mindfulness and Mindfulness is sometimes interpreted to be meditation and meditation is sometimes seen as being kind of out there and uncomfortable. And, and I don't mean it as that kind of mindfulness. I mean, it as a combination of situational awareness of the people or uh, interactions and dynamics around you. So you can make sense of those things, but it's also about being still and, and still enough to listen to yourself It's related to embodied cognition, which is our entire body is a sensory organ. Listen to your heart, listen to your gut, listen to your breathing. Be mindful and quiet and focused, reflective, and you'll gain new insight that allows you to learn more than you ever could before. So I think mindfulness in the way that I'm talking about it here is a very, very powerful means of demonstrating a learning mindset.
1: Right. So in summary, then the learning mindset concept is a deceptively simple one. And many people assume that of course, already they have it and that it, that it's obvious and therefore not worth investing time in yet your experience and all of your research has shown that leaders who have a beginner's mind and are openly and honestly reflecting on their mindset always find an opportunity to grow. So these are people who are brilliant and already successful are Absolutely. are continuing to elevate and and in part because of this mindset they develop and they become better learners and leaders and it's through this that they can create powerful virtuous cycles of learning and performance that result in not only their growth and development but that of their organization. So with that yes. summary, Steve, why don't you tell us how people can learn more about your book?
2: Well the book uh, the, sure, the book is available on Amazon.com, Learning Mindset for Leaders, under my name, Steve Terrell, EDD. And uh, you know, it's anybody who's published a book knows that you you don't make a lot of money on the book. And that's not the goal. The goal is to get the knowledge so that people gain and learn and grow and develop. Of course, I'd be happy to talk with anybody about that. And uh, as we talked earlier in the podcast, Maureen, we we do provide uh, coaching and development based on this model. I'd be happy to talk with anybody about that if there's a question.
1: Great Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us, Steve. And for our listeners, thank you for joining us. We welcome your feedback. Uh, this is my opportunity to learn and grow. So email me at info at innovative leader.com S- connect with me on LinkedIn, Maureen Metcalf a- and please like our podcast, give us comments, share it with a friend. And we hope that you join us again soon and that you take something away from Steve's wisdom so that you learn from his comments and are better next time you join us. Thank you and enjoy your day.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovating Leadership, Co-Creating Our Future with Maureen Metcalf next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope you'll join us then and have a great week.